Most people are not fighting for freedom. They're fighting for rights. They're not fighting for the freedom. Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. He said, I've nailed my rights to the tree, yet I still have this struggle. I want what I want. But then he said these words that gave us the victory. He said, yet not I. I'm not going to live according to what I want. He said, I'm going to now live the life according to the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's the life I'm going to live. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Center or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's V-L-C-C-A-Z dot org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. See, my Bible teaches me that I should disciple people. And that's, when I gave my life to Christ and became a Christian... The only thing that kept me a Christian is knowing that my life couldn't be in the world and in the church. I couldn't say one thing and do another. Am I making sense this morning? You see, Christianity is a lifestyle, not a pastime. Christianity, as I shared in the communion part of our worship this morning, it's not about living, it's about dying. It's dying to the world and living to Christ. I got one amen out of this whole building. It's about dying to the world and living to Christ. And in doing that, it's going to cause people to be uncomfortable. Every morning, every Sunday morning here in Flagstaff on four different radio stations, we are preaching the gospel. Every day in Flagstaff, on YouTube and on Facebook, we are preaching the gospel. All of y'all out there in, in uh, <laughs> see, it tells you how old I am, because back in the day, they used to call it television land. <laughs> how many of you old people remember that? Okay. Only a few of you that will admit it, but anyway. All y'all watching by video, and you're watching, whether it's uh, your, your cell phone or whether it's on your tablet or whatever the case is, your life and my life has to be an example of what Christ was and is. Jesus himself told the Pharisees, now the Pharisees are the representation of religiosity, of saying one thing and doing another. He said, you tell people how they're supposed to do this, that, and the other thing, but you don't do it yourself. And see, a lot of times in the church world we get in today, 
we find that true because people are afraid to stand up for righteousness. Okay, let me qualify that word people. Pastors are afraid to stand up for righteousness because if they do, they might offend somebody in the church. Are y'all okay out there? And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make sure y'all get to heaven. Now, I can't get you there, but all I can do is lay a solid foundation for you to travel on. It's not a wavering foundation. It's not a cracked foundation. It's not a a lopsided or off-center foundation. It is a true course. Matter of fact, if I can talk about it, the Bible says very clearly it is a narrow course. And few there be that find it. So once again, this is why I, when I accepted the call to pastor, I said, okay, God, I will do the one thing you told me to do. You know what God didn't tell me to do? He didn't tell me to make converts. He didn't tell me to make followers. He told me to make disciples. And a disciple is an adherent. An adherent. Literally what that means, honey, pastor honey, come up here. Because I can get close to her. I don't want to get close to anybody else. This is, love you, ladies, I love you, but this is the most beautiful woman in this church. My wifey. See, this is, this is what adherent means. We get so close together, press up against me, and I press up against her. Except that you can physically see it if we had a, a, a cloth here, which just pretend we have a cloth of righteousness here. You could not see where I end or she begins. She ends or I begin. Thank you. That is what Christianity is. They should not be able to see where Jesus ends and you begin. That's biblically correct preaching. And if you came for nothing else, you came for that one thing. So I'm going to be a little more political today because I'm going to talk about Independence Day. But I'm going to ask a question. Freedom or independence, what do you have? You see, it's a choice. And you can't have one or the other. Or excuse me, you can't have both. You have to have one or the other. Now, I'm going to set aside people, and I'm going to talk to Christians. Independence or freedom? Don't answer it, because at the end of this sermon this morning, you will have all the ability to answer it. It's a choice. Now, almost 250 years ago, during the Revolutionary War, it was still going on, but we signed a piece of paper called the Declaration of Independence. Oh, we, I I wasn't there. I know I'm getting older. Ken, say amen back there, would you? Okay. We're we're getting older, aren't we, Ken? But I still wasn't there, were you? Oh, (laughs) 
If you want to see hands, first go back and see Ken. Actually, I think he just fibbed a little bit right there. I think he's not quite. Okay, there you go. Anyway, freedom or independence. We signed something called the Declaration of Independence. And rightfully so. And I'm going to talk about it just a little bit this morning. Independence from tyranny. Independence from a way of life that controlled and dominated. So in the truest sense of the word, that's what God wants us to do. You see, we want to be independent from sin. From a demonic dictator named Lucifer who wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life. We want to separate. We want to be independent. But just because you're independent doesn't make you free. Once again, I want to shout out to the Guidance Center. Hey, everybody out there. Uh, Once again, I got a phone call this morning from them. Uh, a, a man that comes to our church who happens to be there right now, and, and we've got po- folks in this church that work there, and uh, just want to say hi to you. Thank you all for watching. And if you listen today, you can be set free. You that are watching wherever you are in this country, or, and even some of the places in the world, you can be free, or you can be independent. A very big difference. You don't usually, you don't have your notes, but online you can get them. We usually put them out, but we haven't started doing that yet. So just uh, follow along as I talk to you. Freedom is something that is longed for in the nations, coveted after in the world. And it was established in America. But was it really? Now is where I'm going to get political. There's a lot of garbage going on in the world right now. There's a lot of garbage going on in this country right now. I believe, I believe white lives matter. I believe native lives matter. I believe black lives matter. And anybody that is foolish enough to believe only one of them's matter, you are truly a fool. Jesus died for all lives, and they matter, or he wouldn't have died. Are you all okay? There goes my politics right there, doesn't it? I've only just begun. Hensley, are you shouting at me back there? Come on. Hensley is in the house. I am just getting ready. And so for the next few minutes, I want you to listen to me, please. Because I'm going to talk very specifically. I cannot not address the sacrilege that is happening in this society. Okay? Yesterday, or let me start this way. The past is an interesting part of the present. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot have the present without the past. Good, bad, right, wrong, godly, ungodly makes no difference. The past is very real. 
But yesterday is something you can either run from or you can learn from. And the only way you dare not repeat it is you learn from it. The problem is to learn from it, you have to study it. You have to learn it. You have to realize it. This nation was established on a freedom of worship. They left the tyranny of England for the freedom to worship God the way the scriptures said, not the way a king said. Are you all okay out there? Okay. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, right or wrong, good or bad, we got a past. Now, I don't want to bust any bubbles. You have a past. And how many are trying to get past their past? It's not an easy thing to do. But you know what? If they kill your past, they got to kill you. How many be liking that right now? You've got to face your past. You've got to deal with your past if you're going to get past your past. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll never fix what you won't face. And if you try to ignore it, you try to bury it, you try to topple it over, you try to say, well, this didn't happen and that didn't happen. Can I tell you something? All you're doing is connotating the reality. It's going to happen again. Do you know why? I'm glad you asked. Because you and I are still alive. And I know that we like to think that we're all that in a bag of chips. But we ain't. Our dear young country right now is reliving a past it should have learned from a long time ago. You, you want to know, we have a phrase in our pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all do you know where that deck that 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 uh uh that uh pledge came from it came from the declaration of independence it came from the constitution but there was one phrase that was not added until 1954 and do you know what phrase that was under god those two words it always said one nation, but it said it didn't say under God. Do you know why they added under God? Is because in 1950s there was a massive threat of communism hitting America. Hmm. Wonder what's happening right now. A massive threat of socialism hitting America. Hmm. I wonder what's happening right now. Do you know why they're trying to destroy the past? So that educated, well-learned people who want to look won't be able to find it. Every totalitarianistic society on earth, you know the first way they changed their future, they destroyed their past. So they wouldn't have to face it in the present. In the present. 
I know it is. Sadly, not a lot of pastors will preach it when the Word of God tells me I'm supposed to. Yesterday is something we can run from or something we can learn from. But most choose to run and even try to hide from it. Yet in all things, if you don't learn from the past, it tends to repeat itself and you fall right back into the same traps that, we're tr- that we tried to get away from in the very beginning. In the founding fathers, the audacity of these idiots want to do away with Mount Rushmore. The audacity of these idiots wanting to do away with our statues and our different things. Like them, don't like them. I, I'm just, I'm blown. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just mad. I, I'll come down here for a second. I haven't been down here for a while. Black Lives Matter. Folks, if you get offended by this, please ask the Lord to forgive you. Why? Because you shouldn't be. Why in the heck would you be tearing down statues of people that were the main reason that black lives were liberated? Hello. And why is it that it's only about black slavery? What about white slavery? What about Native American slavery? What about these things that are very present today? Do they not matter? Child slavery, do they not matter? Come on, you talk about, you talk about, you you talk about not being able to breathe. How about millions of abortions? You say, Pastor, are you just trying to offend us? Once again, if, if this offends a Christian, matter of fact, if it offends anybody, you need to check your, your, your standards. If you're a Christian, then we got a problem with independence in your life. Is somebody okay out there? Now I know the Warren Commission back in the 60s established something and then Lyndon Johnson reiterated with the Johnson Amendment you'll say the preachers aren't supposed to be preaching this stuff did you know that's not what it says but that's what we have been taught to believe do you know the separation of church and state was to keep the state out of the church and to get the church into the state that's what it was all about but it has all been convoluted and perverted Why? Because of this thing called independence. Let me share a statement that I've written down and hear this, please. When you have a government of the people, by the people, and for the people, you know what you have? You have a democracy. The people are running the government. That's a democracy. Folks, we are not a democratic institution. We are a republic. But it's called democracy. When you have people running the government. Listen to me. I wrote some things down for and And because I wrote them down, you got to listen. When it's a government of the people, for the people, but ruled without the people, then you have tyranny. And when you have this government 
of the people ruled without the people and they forgot that God exists, now you have anarchy. This is why they included under God in the Pledge of Allegiance. To remember, God's in charge. Ronald Reagan said it best, and I'll try to quote it correctly. He said, if this nation ever forgets that we are under God, we'll be a nation gone under. Real quick this morning. I was told as long as I get out by 2 o'clock, Hensley, right? You've got to be to work by 4 then? Okay, you just hang on there. Okay? Me and Hensley are going to work together today. Okay? Independence was declared in, in 1776. And this is what was written in that document called the Declaration of Independence. And you'll already immediately see what we forgot. We hold these truths to be self-evidence the very beginning of the Declaration of Independence, that all men are created equal. Is that the Declaration or is that the Constitution? Declaration. Declaration. Thank you. That all men look at somebody and say, we the same. I know you've got to yell a little bit further than each other. Okay. <laughs> that all men are created equal. Okay, ladies, that all women are created equal, endowed by their creator. It's amazing how God gets in the middle of all this stuff in America. With certain inalienable rights, and of these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Prudence, it goes on to say, which simply means Careful, cautious, sensible, and wise. Do you see any of those four things happening in this country right now? Careful, cautious, sensible, and wise. Indeed, that prudence will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. Because you got your feelings hurt, you don't change society. Come on, Terry, shout amen. Amen. Freedom comes with great difficulty. Do you know why? Go ahead, somebody ask me why. I'm glad you asked. Because, because it is opposed to organized structure. Who stand up for their inalienable rights begin to be cut down by those that dictate. Freedom costs. And we have to stand in that place of freedom. Now, I've got people, I've got hundreds of pastor friends in California, and they're all shaking their head at this governor. We can't worship in church. You can have thousands of people on the streets yelling and screaming and spitting and hollering and cussing and killing and all that, but we can't sing in church. Freedom. 
We had a war in 1776. It went on for about eight years, called the American Revolution, the Revolutionary War. Do you know why that war was fought? Because Britain didn't want to let go of the riches of America. They didn't want to lose out on the money of America. They didn't lose, want to lose out on the possibility of America. That's why that war was fought. Do you know why we fought on this side? Because we didn't want any more to be like that side. We didn't want tyrannical oppression. And war after war has happened. But the question that I have to ask, has it been for freedom or for independence? Because when it comes to dealing with things, many times it's more about independence than freedom. Because when it becomes about freedom, things have already been given up. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, we find the story of a church named Philippi in Macedonia. And they were the most giving church of the entire Bible. And you know the key to their giving of everything? It says because they first gave their lives. And ladies and gentlemen, when we try to hang on to our lives, then we try to hang on to our rights. But 2,000 years ago at a place called Calvary, the Bible says in the book of Colossians that Jesus nailed those rights to a tree. This is why Paul, when he said in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, that I have been crucified with Christ, what he say, I'm nailing my rights, my wants, my desires, my am. I'm nailing them to a tree. And then he said these words, nevertheless, I still live. I'm still very much alive. What's he talking about? I still want what I want. Look at somebody and say, that doesn't apply to me. Okay, just kidding. Don't do that. He said, I still have this flesh that I got to deal with. I still have this nature. And I talked about that a couple ways ago, weeks ago here in church. We still, no matter how saved you are, you're still going to deal with this flesh nature. That's why Romans 7 says, the things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I wind up doing. Oh, God, help me. Because that, that nature is still there. Most people are not fighting for freedom. They're fighting for rights. They're not fighting for the freedom. Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. He said, I've nailed my rights to the tree, yet I still have this struggle. I want what I want. But then he said these words that gave us the victory. He said, yet not I. I'm not going to live according to what I want. He said, I'm going to now live the life according to the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's the life I'm going to live. See, that's why this stuff doesn't bother me. When they tell me I can't preach the gospel anymore, you know what this preacher's going to do? He's going to preach the gospel. When they tell me I can't witness anymore, you know what this preacher's going to do? I'm going to witness. When they tell me that I can't talk about the things of God anymore, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to talk about the things of God. But when they tell me for the safety of somebody else, I probably should do this it's not going to bother me. It's not going to bother me. 
Why? I'm not worried about my rights. Are y'all okay out there? Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Would you like me to preach like this? That's why I'm not wearing it. But I'm also about 10 feet away from you. Even my spit don't go that far. Now, Jimmy Cody's might. I'm not sure about that. Now I have an agreement. Sarah has just agreed. Yes, it does. But can I tell you something? Why do we get bothered by things? You say, oh, preacher, if, they, if, if I preach, they're going to kill me. Welcome home. Anyway, can, can I, let me make a statement. It's on the screen. Some think freedom is a right, but it's actually a privilege. Freedom is a privilege. And you know why you're free? Because somebody was brave. And when you start making it about your rights, you will very quickly lose that freedom. Why? Because now you have to go it alone. Because Jesus nailed his rights to the tree. Why would he expect you to keep yours? The scripture says endowed, or the, the, doctor, the uh, declaration says endowed by our creator. Bishop Fulton Sheen, listen to this, made a powerful statement. Herein lies our problem today. Civilization is always in danger of corruption when those who have never learned to obey are given the right to command. Why do you want to get rid of the past? Because then you don't have to face all of those that fought for your freedom. That's good preaching, David. That's good preaching, Dale, isn't it? Then I can make my own history. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you something about history? It always has been, always will be his story. Liberation in 1863. It's actually called the Emancipation Proclamation. Now I'm going to really get political. Matter of fact, I might just irritate the heck out of somebody. Do you know that it was over 85% of the Republicans voted for the Emancipation Proclamation? Did you know it was over 85% of the Democrats that voted against it? Oh, now you're really crossing the line. Oh, I've only just begun. Do you know 100 years later... A hundred years later, they couldn't get it done a hundred years ago. Matter of fact, they murdered the emancipator, Abraham Lincoln. And now they're trying to pull down his statue. The one that set the whole thing into play. And you say, well, you don't understand all of it. I guarantee you understand a lot more than most people do. You know why? I've studied the history, the real history. The good, the bad, the ugly, I've, I've studied it. 
During the course of the Civil War, President Lincoln signs a bill pronouncing freedom for all blacks living in the United States. And do you know who stood against it? I'm going to say, don't be afraid to say it. In 1964, a hundred years later, they had to do a new bill because they didn't learn from the old bill called the Civil Rights Amendment. I'm dancing. I'm a dancing. You know, it was about the same amount of Republicans that voted for it and about the same amount of Democrats that voted against it. Now, I don't have the exact numbers, but it's crazy that it hasn't changed. What about those God-given inalienable rights that were supposed to put everybody on equal platform from the very beginning of creation. What's happened is those rights have been superimposed upon by man's lack of prudence. Not governed by God's ethics, but rather by majority rule. And still casting the vote today so I ask you are we looking for freedom or are we looking for independence put that on the screen what are we looking for you say well pastor can you differentiate a little bit I am glad you asked independence literally means demanding rights Just a very simple definition. Freedom means granting liberty. Big difference, ladies and gentlemen. When you have to demand your, bless God, what about my rights? What about them? What about my rights? They were nailed to a tree. that I could receive liberty, that I could receive freedom. You say, well, pastor, give me chapter and verse. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is the syn syn synonym, <laughs> synonym for liberty is freedom. So let me bring it down as I wrap up this morning. We have the Declaration in 76. We have the Emancipation in 63. But we really didn't get freedom until 33. Thirty-three A.D. Now let me take you to a scripture here. Isaiah, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. 
Now read this next underlined phrase with me, would you? And the government shall be upon whose? Who's making the rules? His government. Folks, I'm a true blue American. I, I'm as patriotic as they come. But the, America, the, the, the reason America was ever free is because America realized it was his shoulders that America was founded on. His name is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Even in war, we can have peace. Why? Because we're in him. Of the increase of whose government? His government. And what? Peace. There shall be no end. In other words, when you are under his government, you can live and walk and abide in peace without ending. To order it, to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. And the Lord of hosts, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. His government. You see, the conflict that we're dealing with today, okay, the conflict that we're dealing with today, sadly, is not unlike 76, 63, or 64. Back then, as it is today, the conflict is for independence. Just listen to the news, folks. Listen what they're arguing for arguing for. Listen what they're fighting for. Listen what they're destroying things for. Rights. Not freedom. Matter of fact, if you're anything other than what they want, you should die. That, yeah, you're a racist. You're a fill in the blank. You're everything. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the color of the skin. What matters is rights. I love a post that I saw. And please listen to me. I mean, I've already gotten this far. I might as well go continue. <clears throat> there was a picture of a little black girl and a little uh, Japanese girl sitting together. How many saw that post? Said if we're, if we're going to have to pay reparations for her, do we have to pay reparations for Hiroshima? Where does it end? Where does it end? You see, when it becomes about rights, it's really another word for selfishness. It's really another word for cynicism and another word for narcissism. It's about me. And I could care less about you. That's what the whole argument is about. Why? Why do they go in and destroy people's businesses? Why do they go in and loot property? If it genuinely is about freedom, why is it destroying all of that? Because it's not. It's about I want what I want and you got it and you got to die if I can't get it. Thank God that 2,000 years ago at a place called Calvary, Jesus did exactly that. And he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. See, man wants independence. 
And very sadly, it's on the screen, he wants independence from God's rule, God's ethics, God's order, and God's reign. And you know what God did in 33 AD? He gave them freedom. Said, you want it your way? Okay. Choose. Do you want to be independent or do you want to be free? Are you all okay this morning? Do you want to be independent or you want to? And, and he says, hey, people, are, God's not going to send anybody to hell. You're right. He's giving you the right to go yourself. He's giving you the freedom to not go. But if you want it your way, go for it. God says, okay. I'll miss you. Bye. Do you, do you want independence or freedom? I'm, I'm glad I didn't hear what he said. I don't know what he said. Freedom, ladies and gentlemen, is a choice. And it's a choice whether we want to be independent or free. You see, dependence... And I want you to look, I put this on the screen. I want you to see what I wrote here. Dependence on our independence is what makes sin possible. Because I want my rights, that's why I have sin. That's why. Freedom of choice is what allows sin. Because God said, if you want to do that, okay. God's not going to make, he's not like another religion that if you aren't converted to their religion, you die. Oh, that's a religion of peace, isn't it? Oh, it's not? Oh, can we mention, can we mention Muslim in church? Yeah, that's about an an ungodly damnable heresy is what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Allah and God are not the same. Never have been, never will be. Okay, one is based on independence and the other one's based on freedom. Jesus said, who the son sets free is free. free. Isaiah 9, 6 is on the screen. The government will be upon his shoulder. Yet man, very back in the beginning, they all stood up. Israelites said uh, to Samuel, the prophet, we want a king like everybody else. We don't want God to lead. Can I tell you what? That's exactly what they're doing today. You see, there's two types of freedom in the world. I didn't put it on the screen, but I want you to listen to this. There is the false freedom. And this is what many people are grabbing a hold of. We just celebrated Independence Day. I call it Freedom Day because that's literally what we fought for. Yes, independence from tyranny, but freedom to live freely under God. Okay? The false freedom is man is free to do what he would. And that's called independence. The true freedom is where man is free to do what he should. That is freedom. As the worship team comes, and I'm here too, guys, so you have to wait for me, okay? You know what Christianity? Christianity promises to make men free. Not a single page in Scripture promises to make you independent. You say, well, Pastor, can you give me a scripture that says I'm independent? You honor him with your lips, but the life you live is far from him. 
where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Okay? You say, well, Pastor, can you give me a scripture that tells me I'm free? You love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself. Red, yellow, black, white, doesn't make a difference. They are on the same grounds with you. Can somebody say, I am free? In the garden, God said, here's your independence. Look at the picture. You want your independence? You see, before the fall, they were totally dependent on God. They were interdependent on God. God created everything. He said, here, what are you going to name the animals? If you don't like the name platypus, talk to Adam about it. <laughs> what are you going to name the animals? Adam named everything. And then he created, then God created Eve. He made her out of the bone. Why? Because he already put all of his nature and character into Adam, and all he did was replicated it into woman. Didn't put woman below man. He put woman equal with man. Yes, he made man to be the head, but unto God. You see, I, 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 love, I love the men who said, you know, the Bible says, woman, submit unto me as unto God. Yes, it does. But the verse before that, it says, submit yourselves one to another as unto God. You ladies missed a great place to say amen. amen. <laughs> no place does God put man over woman other, in, other than responsibility. Care for her. Take care of her. Nurture her. Protect her. Cover her. Love her. Lift her. Treat her better than you even do yourself. In the garden, God said, here's your independence. You didn't want to do it my way, so here, I'll give you the world. And he ran him out of the garden. At Calvary, he said, here's your freedom. And he gave his son. Amen. Yes. Outside of God, was that me? Must have been the pizza I had last night. Sorry. Am I off? I'm on. Outside of God, see, you always say it three times to make the, the importance of it. There is no life. There is no liberty. There is no pursuit of happiness. Only in Christ can evil hearts be made pure and selfish hearts be made free. It is possible and I want to listen want you to listen to me, please. Is it possible that through our independence we have forgotten our freedom? I'm talking to Christians now. So many people are so bothered by this pandemic. Do I believe it's a politically charged thing? Yes. Do I believe it's a manipulated for the, the sake of destruction? Yes. Do I believe it's real? Yes. And therefore, I take God's word. 
And Philippians tells us to prefer your brother. In Philippians, Jesus said, I am God, but it, it's no big thing for me to lay down my rights that you can have your life. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't pretend to know everything, but I know this one thing. If I would love the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength and love my neighbor as myself, all this other crap, can I say that in church? You know how you spell that S-T-U-F-F, stuff, stuff. Yeah, yeah all that stuff. There. What are you laughing about, Will? All this other stuff won't be an issue. Now, don't get me wrong. It bothers me. But I choose not to let it bother me. Why? Because he didn't let it bother him. He said in him, I can have freedom. Freedom is not the ability. Now, there I am. Freedom is not the ability to insist on my rights. Freedom is the ability to see that God gets His. And that's going to happen as I love Him. And I love others as I love myself. Two thousand years ago, Jesus died at a place called Calvary. Not because he had to. Oh yes, I know for you and me he had to, or we'd have no freedom. But you know why he died at Calvary? Because he chose to. He could have said, Father, I'm done with these people. You don't think they listen to you, they don't even listen to me, and I'm walking with them. He could have said, Dad, let's just start again. How many in this place could say, I'm glad he didn't? He didn't die because he had to. He died because he chose to. Can I tell you something, ladies and gentlemen? We lay down our life, our rights. Not because we have to. We can keep them. We lay them down because we choose to. Because he did. And that, my dear friends, is what freedom is all about. The Bible says, what good does it do to gain the whole world and lose your own soul? Or what would a man give in exchange for his soul? So I want to ask you today, are you independent or are you free? Are you independent or are you free? Well, I'm both. No, you're not. You can't be both. Independence is about you. Freedom is about Him. And how do I know it's about Him? Because I let it be about others. That's why the Scripture tells me, I can't be good enough to be saved. I can't be right enough to be saved. I can't be better than somebody else enough to be saved. I just have to be willing to lay my life for Him. In that I can be saved. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you've been. 
but I know where he is. And he said these words, but I didn't come into the world, Jesus said, to condemn the world, but that the world through me might be saved, Jesus said. But then he went on and said, but the world is condemned already because they've chosen not to believe on me, the only begotten Son of God, because they love darkness rather than light. Let me change those two words. They loved independence more than freedom. And God said, I won't share my glory with anybody. And he tells us, come, come to him. This morning, I'm going to ask you, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If you do, then you are truly free. If you're living for him. If it's all about your rights and your wants and your desires, you need to ask who's on the throne of your life. And you need to come and make him Lord. You say, well, pastor, how do I do that? I'm glad you asked. You to say this. Just as I am without one plea but that thy blood it was shed for me and that thou biddest me come to thee O Lamb of God I come I Just as I am and waiting not to rid my soul of one dark blot to thee whose blood can cleanse each that's what it's about knowing God just as I am you will change my life you'll help me you'll heal me you'll lift me you'll restore me so I'd ask you do you want to be free make that decision I'm not going to ask anybody to bow your head I'm not going to ask anybody to come forward I'm going to ask you right where you are to do something though if you say, Pastor, I think I've been dealing a little more with my independence than my freedom. And I want to ask the Lord to forgive me. Maybe your heart's not even right with God. You don't even know Him as Lord and Savior. And He says today, you can come just like you are. No strings attached. If that's you, whether your heart's not right with God and you don't know Him or you've never known Him, and you want to know him today I want if you just lift your hand up with me I want to pray for you you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you're watching online I want you to say Lord come into my heart forgive me of my sins I want to live for you today
I give my life to you in Jesus' name. If you online prayed that prayer, if you are in this room and you prayed that prayer, then my Bible says you're saved. Oh, it's not a deep and a difficult thing. It's just a matter of acceptance and confession. But now you are a Christian and you find your life is more concerned about independence, rights, desires, ambitions than they are God's plan. And today you say, God, I've been convicted and I want you to forgive me. If that's you in this building, I want you to lift your hand up quickly, put it back down. You say, well, Pastor, I don't want everybody to see me. They're going to see you anyway. But it doesn't matter if they see you or it doesn't matter that God sees you. If that's you, just quickly lift your hand up, put it right back down. I just want to pray with you. I see those hands. Father, in Jesus' name, it is tough living in a world that's all about rights. It's tough living in a world that's all about independence. It's tough living in a world that's all about wants and desires. God, for us to make stands against those wants, those desires, those rights. But Lord, help us to know that you hung your rights on a tree. Help us to do the same thing before you. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 6.30. Join us at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. I'm Joe Harden. From Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Center, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.